Welcome to the Audible presented by 3M, the official science partner of the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings fans, we are still enjoying this run at 8-1 as we welcome you inside the TCO studios for another edition of the Audible presented by 3M. My name is Gabe Henderson. As always, I'm alongside Tatum Everett. We got the wide receiver duo here today joining us, Mr. Jalen Rager and Mr. KJ Osborne and fellas. Um, I, I'm not sure if it's just me or Tatum, but I still haven't found the words to describe Sunday's game. Have you guys? Clutch. Everything happened in like the last moments, like the fumble, the catch was on fourth down. Mm -hmm. We won it overtime. Our clutch moments. I was just say it was just crazy. It was real crazy to be a part of. Uh, when I went to Buffalo, I was a part of a seven overtime game. <laughs> and I feel like, you know, back in Buffalo, I feel like that might have topped it just because, you know, the atmosphere and, you know, the, you know, two good teams and stuff like that. But definitely a, a crazy game. It was crazy. I saw after the fourth down catch you and Justin celebrating. I mean, when, where were you when you when, when that happened and how'd you react? Uh, honestly, I was taking off my pads. You know what I'm saying? I was like, like, you know, the game about to be over. And Kurt threw it. I'm looking. I'm like, man. And then when I seen him, like, come down and the defense didn't react, I was like, no way he just caught this pass. <laughs> so I was just like, but him catching that, that's, that's a testament to him, man. He's great. So, you know, it was expected for sure. But I ain't going to lie, I was taking my pass off. <laughs> I didn't think he was going to catch that one. But if he had got two hands on it, for sure. But. That's crazy. Now you got to think about the context of that play, right? You know, yeah. fourth and 18 at that point in the game, one-handed catch. Like, you you yeah. just don't see that every day. I'm telling you, my pad, like, I was taking my pad off. <laughs> I'm getting ready to go. Like, I'm like, well, I'm going to go shake hands, go back. All right, we got uh, two, two cars in front of you. Uh, we always start this show off with a, a game talk called Two Truths and a Lie. KJ, we're going to start with you. You're going to read your sentences off. Jalen, it's up to you to figure out which two sentences are true and which one is a lie. I'm going to read all three Yeah, you got to read all three. Yeah. All right. Hey, one of my first jobs when I was younger was cleaning a car dealership. B, my ringtone in college was bounced back by fellow Michigan native Big Sean. C, I recently finished my master's degree in criminal justice. Two, what's two truths in the life? A and C. Oh, wow. A and C are true. I'm like that. <laughs> I'm like that. Man, you ain't, man, you ain't, hey, you don't even listen to no Big Sean, bro. <laughs> a little, a little bit, a little bit. But that was, that that was my, it was my ringtone. It was my ringtone. Cleaning cars, though, man. Car dealerships. Yeah, I mean, that was that was my my kind of first job. It was my mom's uh, my mom's business, so she was in school at the time uh, for dental hygiene. So she worked, you know, that job and another job, and. Uh, we would clean a dealership. We had to clean it every day, like on the weekends too. I think we were, we didn't clean on Saturdays, but other than that, after practice, after school, after games, it would take us like hour and a half, sometimes two hours, you know, once we got good at it, you know, me, my sister, and my mom, you know, it, sometimes it didn't close till 9.30, 10 o'clock at night. But, uh, you know, that was what paid our rent. So that was, it was kind of tough at that point. Um, but my mom made it through school and she's living good now. Well, it's a great example for your mom to set though and to put you kids through that and for you to show up. I mean, what, what does that say you think about what she was able to oh, do with you guys? I mean, it just, it just taught us hard work and, and perseverance. Like I said, it was tough. You know, she would have to clean the dealership and then we finish sometimes 11, 30, 12 at night. Then she got to go study for a test. Um, and she told us, you know, around that time, I think we were in a, like middle school, early high school, you know, it was, it was going to be kind of tight right now because she was in school. 
And um, like I said, just through through her perseverance, and I've, that that's made me, you know, who I am today, and you know, the life lessons that I I go through, um, you know, just from watching her. So that was a a huge part, you know, in my life that a lot of people actually don't know about. Yeah, wow. so. yeah I was reading up on that, and I was like, man, that had to you had to learn so many life lessons. Oh yeah, and and we, we used to clean the dealership, you know. So I'm I was in the back as a what 12, 13 years old, whatever. And if you ever been to car dealership, it's all these bays, and I think it was like like six on each side or 12 on each side. And it's, you know, you're back there, it's quiet. So I'm just listening to my music. I'm just sweeping the oil and my Big mom's Sean, upstairs, right? right? Big Sean, like <laughs> whatever it may be. But I mean, it, 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 it taught us, you know, you gotta, you gotta take the long road. You can't take the, the elevator. What was your college ringtone if it wasn't Big Sean? I didn't have a, a really a ringtone until Rick, I- The ringtone that came with the phone. Until the draft. Yeah. Until the I feel draft. like you gotta, if you got a ringtone, you childish. <laughs> man, don't disrespect ringtones. That's childish. How? It's 2022. That's true. But well, this, this was, was back yeah, in the day, yeah, right? The only time I put my ringtone on is the uh, when I was training for the draft. I put the the draft the draft song on there. That was oh, the that's time. not ringtone. That's motivation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Speaking of motivation, I read that you did 800 push-ups a day training for the NFL draft. Jay, <laughs> is that true? Why not? I always pride myself in like like being different. So like even the way I dress or the way like you know, the stuff I wear or, you know, from the toothpaste I use or the, like all type of, I just do stuff different. So like, I was just like, let me just try to do something that ain't nobody like, man, you, I, I ain't doing that. It's like, well, I am, you know what I'm saying? So, but I always was the one who stood out though. Like I, I was, you know, like the, the I went out in a good way. Like I always, you know, did good in school, um, obviously made it, you know, achieved my dream. So it just kind of like my whole personality. Yeah, when did that start? I get it from my pops. Cause he, he like his own man. Like he not a former like pro athlete that like, you know, they want to be seen or none of that. Like he stay in his own lane, he play golf, he chill. You know what I'm saying? Like he don't really, he take care of my two little brothers and my little sister. Like he don't really just, you know, he not loud out. He, he stayed to himself and um, he always prided himself on being different. And I remember when they won the Super Bowl in 2007 against the Chicago Bears, he told me something before the game uh, he was like, you know, I always dare to be different. So I just took that and ran with it. Speaking of that, um, before we get to our next two truths in the live, when you read off your sentence, KJ, he just gave you the first answer, um, what one true is. So on that note, I'm going to have you flip your card <laughs> over Jalen, and you got to figure out which other one is true and which other one is a lie. The first Super Bowl game I attended was in 2007 <laughs> when my dad played for the Indianapolis Colts. I ran the nation's best 100-yard meter senior year at the Texas track and field state championship meet. I committed to Texas Tech and Oklahoma in high school before finally deciding to attend TCU. I say A and B. You committed two it's times before? Because my mom and dad went to Texas Tech. Texas Tech and who else? And Oklahoma? Yeah, and then I went to TCU because my grandma got sick. He wanted to stay home. I knew that part. Mm -hmm. That's interesting, man. Like, because you, you don't hear about many guys committing twice until your story of Family must mean a lot to you. What does family mean to you? Man, my grandma, she raised me. So it was kind of like one of those things, like it wasn't really like a question. Like when my grandma had got sick, I'm like, yeah, like she's not gonna be able to come up the road and watch me. I'm like, I don't, I feel like I can make it from anywhere. So I wasn't really worried about what college I went to or any of that, cause I know what I come with. So I'm like, um, I just made it easy for her. And then, you know, I was able to, after games, if, you know, if I felt like going to see her, I could go see her or after class, I could drive 40 minutes. 45 minutes to go see her. So it was just like, you know, being accessible to her. Like she needed me or needed something. Um, Cause it's always, it's bigger than me. You know what I'm saying? I was the, I'm not the first generation, like, you know, breadwinner, but you know, just 
I want to take some heat off my dad. You know, he did it for a long time. So I just feel like I had to step up and be, you know, a good grandson because she, she raised me well. KJ, your high school coach was Chris Winkie, uh, former, I mean, Florida State quarterback from the state of Minnesota. Uh, Jalen, your former high school quarterback was John Kitna. Why is high school football the best football? And what do those guys mean to you? Man, high school football, I mean, that's where you, you form all your bonds, man. Uh, you spend so much time together, you know, because you're, you're with each other longer, you know, all throughout, you know, class. And, you know, you're getting rides home together. You guys are, you know, going out together, going to watch other sporting events, you know, doing whatever, you know, joking around. I mean, you, you kind of find yourself, you know, in that time, um, you know, as you become, a, you know, a teenager to, you know, a young adult, you know, going to college, whatever. Um, but it's just nothing like, you know, like the Friday Night Lights, man. Um, you know, just, just playing, you know, everybody is, you know, it's not really like no egos and everything. Like, you know, everybody just want to, you know, come out there and have fun and play ball. And you got the whole community around you, things like that. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just different. And, you know, I, I played in Michigan and then, you know, went down to IMG. But uh, I'm sure he can tell you in Texas, it's a, you know, it's a whole nother, another level. Yeah, like he said, man, just, you know, that's where you find yourself, you know, because a lot of people don't know. I ain't like football until I was a junior. It's just, you know, you find, but I, I was good at football. I just was like, man, I ain't, you know, I ain't trying to get tackled and do all that, you know, so, but it's just like, you know, like you said, you find yourself and then you grow that camaraderie. Like, like you said, going to games. I remember we used to, we used to go to softball games. Like we supported everybody, baseball and everything. So you would, you would find your way. And then, you know, with the football, man, it was just like, that's when, you know, you tr talk trash on Twitter and everybody was worrying about being ranked. Cause everybody trying to go to the best college. And so I feel like high school was more of like the, it's like the, the actual fun part like of, of when you first getting started. Cause you know, these, you're playing with some of the guys that you may have grown up with, you know? So I grew up with like 12, 15 of the guys that I actually played on. Like, so I've been playing with these guys forever. You know, I know what make him mad. I know what don't make him mad. I know what he can and can't do. And you know, like having Coach Kidna as my head coach, it was just like, cause I didn't play receiver until he came. I played DB. A lot of people don't really know a lot about how I started playing football, but I really just, came along in high school. Like, I really wanted to play basketball and run track. That's it. Look at you now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, look at it. Look, look now, though, uh, Vikings fans. You're going to have to stay around for another segment because these two guys are going to be joining right after the break. Stay tuned for more of The Audible, presented by 3M, the official science partner of the Minnesota Vikings. Field to the roof and everywhere in between, 3M, the official science partner of the Minnesota Vikings, is here. Visit vikings.com backslash skull science to learn more. All right, we're back inside the TCO studios. This is the Audible presented by 3M. Gabe Henderson, that's Tatum Everett, Jalen Rager, KJ Osborne. Uh, fellas, we're talking about high school football, but I want to move to professional football because uh, Jalen, you're, you're from Texas. Mm -hmm. And of course, we played the Dallas Cowboys this week. Your first career touchdown in the NFL came against the Dallas Cowboys. Mm -hmm. What significance does playing the Cowboys, your home state team, mean to you? Man, personally, like it's not really like that big to me because okay. it's like, you know, it's, I never was a Cowboys fan. Like never, I never was a Cowboys fan. Okay. I was always a fan of whoever my dad played for. So when he was in Denver, I, Denver, Indy, when he was in Philly. So it was just like, since I'm from there, it's going to mean more because like, especially when we played in Dallas when I was in Philly, it, it like meant more to actually score. You know what I'm saying? So they're, they're a group you want to beat though, for sure. <laughs> I feel like if I would have played for them, it would have been, been weird because mm -hmm. I went mm -hmm. to college at home too. Right. So. 
Well, KJ, it, obviously it's setting up to be a big matchup after the run that you guys are on right now. And it's two games in five days. How do you as a player get ready for a stretch like that? First of all, prepare. You prepare your body, you prepare your mind. Um, KO is doing a good job taking care of us. The, the main thing is just the preparation and recovery. Like you said, you, we know what's in front of us. You know, we just came off an overtime game. Then we're going to have a, a, a 325 big game, you know, right into a short Thanksgiving week. Um, so you just got to just take it a day at a time, you know, be where your feet are. But um, for myself, you know, definitely recovery, you know, like doubling up on the massages or, you know, making sure I'm getting my sleep, you know, being good in my, you know, my nutrition, you know, not, not really slacking off or cheap meals or whatever it may be. <laughs> Because uh, you know, you know that 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 time is coming. It's gonna come quick. And um, you know, we we've been all these these games. You know, these close games, these battles. Um, they can be physical. They can be long. So you know, you gotta you gotta have the tank full. You can eat that cheat meal Thanksgiving feast <laughs> right. after the game, right? right? Exactly. Man, exactly. You doing, you doing it on Friday? I don't know. We'll see. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> you posted something on Instagram the other day. It's kind of in the same context of what Tatum was saying as far as, like, preparing your body. Um, you posted uh, something on, online, and it said, you know, own lane, own race, own pace. Um, I know, Jalen, you're a process guy, too. What, what does own pace mean? Like, how, how would you describe that when trying to be an NFL athlete? Oh man, it, it's it's so many parts to it. It's not even just being an NFL athlete. It's it's everything as a person. I mean, comparison is the is the first killer of, of joy when you, we trying to compare yourself to this person or that person or you know how this person you know uh, path may have been you know versus whatever. Um, so you just got to like you know be where your feet are. And you know I'm a I'm a big believer and you know just just following what God's plan is for you. Mm -hmm. It may not come when you want it. You've always here, you know, it may not come when you want it, but always come on time, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, just, just not comparing and, you know, uh, trusting, you know, that, you know, your future is in, is in good hands, you know, however it may be going for you or, you know, if you want us to go this way or, or that way or whatever, you know, through adversity or through the good times or bad, um, you know, just stay in your own lane, stay in your own pace, you know, have your own tunnel vision because, you know, each person's story is different. You know, he's, he's from Texas, you know, I'm from Michigan, you, you guys are, where you from? You know, we all sitting right here. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we all got here, you know, different paths and different ways. Um, so I think that's just the biggest thing, just, um, you know, just having that tunnel vision and understanding, you know, that, that your plan, you know, may, that may not be, you know, what someone else's plan is. And, um, you know, just, just to try to understand that, especially in the NFL locker room, because, um, you know, there, there's so much to, you know, that goes into it. So you're shaking your head when you hear Gabe ask that question, uh, staying your own course. How are you able to do that, especially knowing you know, you came here so, so quickly from Philly and, and getting to kind of have a fresh start. It's just, it's, everything's about timing. Cause it's, you, you look at, you look at certain things and of course, you know, we all selfishly want things to happen. You know, we all have, I feel like in today's world, it's, it's all about instant gratification. So mm -hmm. I feel like if that's not the thing, then we feel like, well, you know, why is this not happening or why is that not happening? But you know, like, it's crazy. I told KJ, he was mad. What game was it? Um, Arizona. <laughs> He's like, which Arizona. one? Uh, Arizona. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't getting, getting the targets, you know, and I told him, I was like, man, you're going to make a play when you need it. And he ended up making that, that toe-tapping catch. And I told him, I was like, I told you. Like, it's, it's all about timing. Cousin shotgun, short drop, throws right, and caught! Touchdown! K.J. Osborne has given the Minnesota Vikings a 34-26 lead. Like he said, you know, your own pace because it's easy to look out and see somebody in front of you, but that don't mean they're going to always be there. That don't mean those problems going to always be there. So you just, you just, you take it a day at a time because that's all we can do. You can't, you can't look for tomorrow. We can't even mm -hmm. get there yet. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I look at things.
Man, I feel like what you just said is kind of what you said earlier. Is like you, you've always thought differently. And okay. I, I, re I read something the other day. You don't really like talking about football. At all. When I leave, I don't want to watch football. I don't want to do none of that. Because it's like, as I got older, you know what I'm saying? Like, because I went, I went through, like, a lot of stuff in three years. So I found, you know, trying to figure out what am I letting consume me? And not saying that footballers can, can consume me, but, like, you have to find, you have to make sure you watch what you give time to. Because, like you said, be where your feet are. So when I'm at work, I'm here. I'm mentally here. I'm physically here. When a couple years ago, like, I would be, I would be there physically, but mentally, spiritually, I wasn't there. Mm -hmm. So I try to be open now. And, you know, even, you know, my family know, like, when we at home, don't talk to me about, you know, football. I want to talk about y'all. How y'all doing? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, ask me, ask me that. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, as long as I get to get up and type in my pen to come in this building, I'm good. But other than that, I ain't, you know, I'm not worried about nothing else. So I just feel like you got to be gracious and, and, and grateful about, you know, the things that go on. And that's why I take it, you know, how I take it. That's such a great attitude to have and to have in a locker room. And I see that, you know, sharing that with KJ during a hard time for you. What is that brotherhood like in the wide receiver room? Oh man, it's, it's really close. Um, it's it's extremely close, and I, I've said it before. I think it starts from the top down, from from McCardell. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just his his attitude and his energy. Um, like you know, the, one of the first conversations I, I had with him, I think the second one. Um, you know, he talked to me about you know where he's been in his career. You know, he, he had been in every in every you know seat in the room, from you know the last guy on the depth chart to to the number one to a, you know Super Bowl champ and all different types of things. So he knows, like you know, anything that any one of us. Um, could be going through whether it's in, in JJ's chair or you know a, a practice squad guy, um, you know he's able to relate to it and, and, and talk to us. Um, and then you know and Adam Thielen, you know our you know a leader in our room, um, you know amazing teammate. And then you know just just the rest of us, uh, you know in there we we we're able to talk to each other. Um, it's, it's definitely the closest that I've ever been, you know, with, with teammates. And we came in, you know, during COVID, and I didn't really understand the impact that it would have as far as you know like the locker room, you know, camaraderie and talking. Like I'm not really much of a talker anyway. I'm kind of to myself. But, uh, you know, now that it's opened up and I'm able to hang out with my teammates more, you know, outside of the facility and, you know, we got the couches in there and the lounges and everything, you know, we're able to be in the meeting rooms, um, you know, it's made us a lot closer. And then, you know, that, that play, you know, helps on the field and you see it, you know, carry over, you know, the excitement that we have for each other. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you see, I think I love how our defense plays. You know, you see, like, they're having fun out there together. Like, they're making plays together. Um, you know, we're going through tough times, like you said, Jay was talking about um, the Arizona game, you know, where, you know, I was a little frustrated, you know, I was able to make a play. Um, you know, we ever talk about stuff, you know, outside of football, um, you know, it's, it's our, our receiver room is, is really close. And um, it's something that, you know, I'm cherishing, you know, throughout the season because I know, um, you know, it's something special. Mm -hmm. I remember last year we had uh, you and JJ on. We asked about how would you describe the, the wide receiver room? And you were like, little do people know. Adam Thielen is the, the class clown of, oh, the, of the room. Is, is he seriously? <laughs> right. How would you describe right. so the room? Like the, I'm going to let him like, say it. He, he like the old head. So, like, a lot of stuff. <laughs> You wouldn't expect him to say that's what it is. Like, you know, because it's easy to judge somebody off. Like, because like when I first got here, because I had been new KJ, you know what I'm saying? I kind of like, mm -hmm. I kind of had like talked to Jess a few times. I ain't really know Adam, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I ain't really know nobody but really KJ. Mm -hmm. So like when I came in, you know, he know like when I first came in, I wasn't like the type, like I just sit and not talk. Like, because I really don't, I don't look at it like that. But he, he would say some stuff. I'm like, that's like that. Like, like, like what? You know what, I'm what like, it just, oh, man. I can't even put my finger. It just like he'll say some stuff and, and you'll be like, but what did you just say? <laughs> but he, yeah. he is goofy. But that's why I feel like our, our receiver room is like 
it's balanced because you got so many different personalities and there's no egos. Mm. You got a bunch of playmakers, you know what I'm saying? That's what people could get missing school. Like you got a, a, a room full of people who want to make plays. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? A, a room full of go-getters. So of course we all gonna want the ball, but there's no egos. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like people would people would think naturally, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna just say it like mm. that I would be mad that, you know what I mean? Cause all they did was compare me and Jets. But like, mm -hmm. I like seeing them, that, like the stuff he do, I'm like, or when he tell me some stuff, I'm like, Man, you telling me, I'm 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 like, I ain't where you at yet. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, but it's just like, you know, or I tell KJ, or like, we'll come back, he'll be like, hey, how was this route? How was that route? Or you wouldn't, it's not like that veteran where like he come back, you know, he not helping you. Adam been helping me since day one, since I got here. You know what I'm saying? When I got here, KJ was like, hey bro, like whatever you need, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just, I feel like that that makes it better and it makes it better for the whole organization because if you got a bunch of egos, just like, well, you know, when it's time to lean on each other, you know, you ain't really trying to help. You know, you you turn in, mm -hmm. you turning your shoulder on him, but I feel like, you know, every game I always tell him like, man, it's like, you know, it's gonna it's gonna come, bro. Like, mm -hmm. patience is, is a virtue, and I, I really believe that. It's it's so interesting to hear you guys talk about locker room dynamics. I feel like so many players right now, so many of them are saying it's the most fun I've had. It's the tightest room I've been in. It's just we have each other's backs. We believe in each other. I mean, can you compare this to any other experience you've had so far, and what would it be? Mine would probably be college. Yeah. For sure. Cause college is like you you being in a locker room, you around your teammates every day. Like you literally probably leave practice and go to a class with ten of your right. teammates. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you never get away from each other. Brothers. Which it could be a good thing and a bad thing, but it's like when we in this locker room, this is it's about us. You know what I'm saying? So I feel I mean I'm pretty sure he probably say the same thing. Same way. My my last year at Buffalo was definitely uh the closest team, you know, besides this that I, I have been on. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, we had a lot of success. I mean that's that's the only thing I could I could compare it to, and this is like complete opposite from my from like what my rookie year was like where it was like the locker room didn't feel like this at all, mm. and it wasn't because you know guys' mindsets or egos or anything like that, but it just it didn't feel like this. You weren't here. And yeah, and and now uh, you know it's like I said it's it's crazy. Man, speaking Possibly of crazy, here. Sunday's game is gonna be crazy. Oh, yeah. uh, Dallas Cowboys. Um, that that. That name always brings fans Control to the game. Control chaos, man. Exactly. <laughs> Control chaos. And then you That's got it. the second game of three games in 11 days. Um, I'm excited for you guys. I say this every week, but I really mean it. This week, we could talk to you guys all day. <laughs> but just do the program, and we got we to gotta cut this show short. So, uh, fellas, appreciate your time today. Uh, for KJ Osborne, Jalen Rager, <laughs> Tatum Everett, my name is Gabe Henderson. Thank you again for tuning in to another edition of The Audible presented by 3M. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of The Audible. The Audible is presented by 3M, the official science partner of the Minnesota Vikings.